the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrew K. Show. It is Tuesday. I can't insert help it. Tuesday sound here. <laughs> yeah, insert Tuesday sound here. Insert giggle. Insert laugh track at the latest Democrat hoax that got busted. As though who who actually believed this nonsense from the jump? I'm in such a good mood, especially since I've got two of my favorite loudmouths who are going to be on the show tonight. Kurt Schlichter will be back. As he put it on Twitter tonight, uh, he and I will be talking all different things that will annoy stupid people. So I'm excited to have Schlichter back with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's actually got a book coming out soon called The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You. Um, we And that ties into the hoax. We can talk about the hoax. Isn't that a lie? Isn't everything going on with this Black Lives Matter movement like the number one lie that's going on right now? Can't wait to talk to Schlichter about that. The bottom half of the hour, we got our girl, Megan Barth, Reagan babe, who's going to be back. She's going to be reporting in on what's happening. There's actually elections today happening. There's a primary race in Kentucky that um, with so much going on, you know, the, the country burning. A lot of people don't realize that, yeah, there's actually an election taking place today in the country. And we got to put a little focus on it because... <sighs> Is this is this year the most important election of our time or was that really in 2008 and we really missed the mark when we allowed Obama to get elected and win because we put forth as the Republican Party John McCain and now we're in the process of trying to plug the the hole in the dam I see my man shaking his head we got to talk about that we're going to we got so much to talk about including the fact that speaking of of hoaxes we uh, we get the the Fauci was in front of Congress today. So much to talk about here. Glad to have you guys here with me. 888-344-1170. You're free to call in, even though we've got Megan on the show tonight, Megan Barth and Kurt Schlichter. We'll make time for calls if you guys want to call in. If you want to comment on the the funeral, we, you know, we, it, it didn't involve a horse and carriage. But we had uh, we had a display today uh, of a funeral while you're still not allowed to have a funeral for your family. So much to talk about tonight. 888-344-1170. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. I'm on Instagram at Andrea K. Show. A lot of people moving off of Twitter because of what, what happened with Trump today. So, gosh, so much to talk about. The man who keeps it rolling every night of the week is here. Keeps keeps me on track. It's my man. It's DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. We have a gentleman. I have my veto pen drawn and ready, <laughs> and I have only one thing to say. Go ahead. DJ, DJ Potato Skins. Skins. DJ Potato Skins. Apparently the veto pen put an axe on my board. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, to answer your question, though, I you know I never thought about it before you mentioned that question because I was telling people for the last few weeks, hey, this is the most important election that we've ever had. And when you go back and you really think about it, no, 2008 makes a much more, it was much more serious. So we dropped the ball. Yeah, we totally did. We dropped the ball by putting forth McCain, who had, who, you know, another career rhino, uh, who, who, uh, we, we had a shot when he selected Sarah Palin and he would not allow her to, uh, nobody was allowed to ask any questions. About Barack Obama, when, when he meant transform this country, no, you weren't allowed to ask. You weren't allowed to ask any questions about him. Why? Because of his skin color. We were bullied. McCain, and McCain was, he, he didn't care because he knew that even if he didn't win, the chances of winning were nothing. He was still going to get to keep his power base. And, you know, and in many ways, I got one of my questions for Slichter is in many ways, I'm, I'm looking at what's going on. With the Republican Party that is doing nothing, the Federalist has a great article out today about the Republican Party who's doing nothing to push back against this Black Lives Matter movement. And some Republicans are like, this is such a fringe. This isn't any big thing. It's not a real movement. Well, they are they are actually getting legislation passed. So I, I don't think it's safe to, to not take this seriously as a movement. But some conservatives are panicking and saying, Trump, do something. The Republican Party isn't doing anything. Trump needs to do something. He did sign an executive order today. Schlichter is of the Republicans, uh, the conservative wing, who's like, people need to not react emotionally. People need to not overreact. We just need to support President Trump. Um, But we're in really dire straits right now. So I can't wait to get Schlichter's perspective on it. But we clearly would not have. This country being burned down and businesses burned down to the ground. We would not have businesses shut down and in, in the way that we were from coronavirus if we had not had eight years of Barack Obama, eight years of indoctrination in our colleges and universities, eight years of more and more Americans and conservatives getting, um, it's con men call it softening the mark, where more and more conservatives and average Americans get conditioned to submit. Because so much of, of us being bullied, you know, and Republicans have been bullied for decades. If you wanted the if you wanted the border secured, you hated brown people. If you wanted entitlement reform, you hated poor people. If you didn't want to give, you know, women out there pay for their abortions and their birth control, you hated women. The whole they've been beating us with a PC stick for a while. But Barack Obama, it, I mean, it went on steroids after he got elected. So I, I, I think we do have an opportunity to at least slow things down. But we might we might have we we clearly missed an opportunity i don't think it's over but we got to be serious about the threat that we face and i don't think that i have had a lot of laughs with this hoax today with bubba wallace the second we heard that a noose was found at a garage related to bubba wallace the first thing that i said was did anybody dust it for jesse smollett's fingerprints was there anybody i want to know who believed it that's who I want to know. And I want to know where you were when I was selling uh, copy machines for a living. Where, where were you, man? Because I needed you out there when I was selling machines that were three times as expensive as the competition. It had to be delivered with a fire extinguisher. And yeah, that's true. That, because anybody who believed this from the jump needed to have their head examined. And you look at the display. So now we find out that it was a rope that had been tied with a loop at the bottom of it to open a door. This the the rush to the rush to and I can't get inside uh, Bubba Smollett. People are calling him Bubba Smollett today. I don't know whether 
they intentionally did a hoax on the American people, seizing this opportunity, or whether they actually saw racism where it wasn't. But it doesn't really matter. Because to me, it's one and the same. In fact, this hoax is the perfect symbol of what's going on in this country right now. This is a man who rose to the top of an incredibly competitive sports industry, well-loved. You look at the display that he was able to use his skin color to bully that organization into taking down a symbol, whether you would like the Confederate flag or not, or whether you think it's racist or not, you should really take it up with Bill Clinton because it was one of his campaign symbols back when he was running for office back in the day. Um, whether or not you agree with that, that look, at, uh, he didn't have any problem with it before until George Floyd died. Then suddenly he used his skin color for power as a way to one up over the over NASCAR, the organization. And let me tell you, I've never watched a NASCAR race in my life. Then he's sporting this terrorist organization's uh, shirt, Black Lives Matter. Coincidentally, at the same time that they find this noose, because come to find out that this this noose that they supposedly found Uh, was a rope pull that had been in there since last fall. Convenient it was just found. Convenient, yeah, convenient that it just happened to be found in the last four days. Uh, Automatically, I, I, I am as disgusted with Richard Petty as I am with NASCAR. Automatically, everybody automatically assumed that this was true. And it was just one more validation, one more validation that NASCAR, anything a traditional America, anything that's considered to be associated with conservatism. Of course, they had to they had to put it at the feet of Trump and MAGA country. Automatically, it was believed it wasn't 24 hours before they found out that it wasn't true. I want to know where the apology is. They never apologize. I'm not expecting I'm not expecting an apology from Bubba Wallace. And somebody said to me on Twitter, well, why should he apologize? It's not his fault. They found it. Um, Well, this was look at the gross display on the part of NASCAR that he participated in yesterday, sitting on his car, sobbing as Petty came over and it was nauseating. I would not be looking for an apology today if he had not participated in that charade, that parade that took place. At NASCAR yesterday, he milked it. He he milked it so far. Where is the reform on the part of these hoaxers that perpetrate these hoaxes on the American people? That's what I want. Don't talk to me about police reform. Talk to me about reform on those that are pushing a false narrative, a lie. America was victimized by by Bubba Wallace and by NASCAR, and I'm looking for an apology from both. We're going to take a break. We come back. 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You with Kurt Schlichter. Stay tuned. We're Andrea K. Show coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K. Telling you like it is. All while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show, 888-344-1170. Before we uh, get into uh, the 21 biggest lies about Donald Trump and you, according to Kurt Schlichter, I got to ask him about the biggest the lie of the day, which is actually symbolic of the biggest lie going on being perpetrated on America right now. The lie that uh, America is systemically racist, so much so that we're leaving nooses around in uh, garages all over the place. Uh, welcome back to the Andrea K. Show, Kurt Schlichter. 
Hi, Andrea. How are you? Well, I'm good. Um, I'm excited to have you here, particularly on such a notable day. Um, uh, uh, so um, before we get into your book and everything that's going on with the burning down of America, we got to talk Bubba Smollett, because the second I heard this story yesterday, I'm like, where is the tuna sal- salad sandwich? Because this is Jesse Smollett all over again. And boy, I was right. Your thoughts? Oh. Uh, you know, I'd like to give you credit for that, but it's so blazingly obvious. Okay, just, I, mean, I mean, it's like going, you know, I don't know. Sun's coming up in the east. I'm putting money on it. Well, I was I was wondering today who actually believed it. I want to know who I want to know who believed it, because where were they when I was selling copy machines? Exactly. What's the name of the person who uh, uh, thinks that some dude goes, let's see, I'm just going to go in here into this garage. I will fashion a noose and that will send an appropriate message. But it's never true. No. It's not true like once in a while or a few times. It's literally never true. It's the most hack cliche. It's either someone being an idiot or someone uh, uh, pretending to have been an idiot. Yeah, uh, where's and usually the person who fa- I just happened to find this nurse. I can't believe it. Right. OK, it's, it's, it's terrible. It's like, no, you're full of it. How do you know? Because you're always full of it. And the and the convenient, uh, plausible deniability that he had that the bubble wasn't actually the one who saw it. See that, you know, that way he wasn't a part of the chain of custody. Right. So that way he could say, well, I never saw it. So when it came uh, yeah. when, when it when the truth came out, he could say, well, you know, look, I wasn't I, the one I, who reported I, I, look, it. I know nothing of NASCAR and nothing of people named Bubba. All right? <laughs> well, I do. I'm, I'm from the deep Los south. I'm trial lawyer. Uh, not my zone. But right, I well, do know one thing, Andrea. That? Yes. that it's never true when someone goes, yeah, I, uh, I found a racist noose yeah. hanging there. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Inevitably, somebody's going to come out and start doing like uh, a gym exercises on it or lower <laughs> a garage door or the person who found it was trying to uh, satisfy some deep inner craving for attention. It's always baloney. Well, and let me tell you, I am from the Deep South. I know Bubba's uh, quite well. One of my high school boyfriends was named Bubba. And let me tell you, all the Bubba's right now are insulted at the suggestion that if they were going to do a noose, that it would be that it would look like that, that it would be like, I mean, it was clear that it was a door pull. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. Well, considering it was attached to a door. (laughs) As I understand, I, I could just see the FBI, all 15 of them, because there's no other federal crimes going down right now. Right. Yeah, there's just got 15, so many. 15 guys with their uh, you know Yale Law degrees and their little pea shooters show up, and they're all, you know, hoping someday I want to be Andrew McCabe. And 15 of them show up mm-hmm. at Bubba's garage, and they're like, okay, <laughs> let's begin the investigation. Well, here's the, here's yeah. the, uh, here's the news, okay, uh, it, it, uh, it appears to be tied to the door. Well, let me ask you this, because and, I, seriously uh, think, I seriously think it's time. We don't need, forget this police reform nonsense. Where's the reform? Where's the accountability on those these hoaxers, these hate crime hoaxers? I mean, what, what should happen to a Bubba Smollett? I mean, I mean, and this well, is a serious I, look, question, I, I, because look at what they, he literally participated in defaming uh, NASCAR fans. Look, I don't know who was who personally saw it. Maybe his maybe his coach did and was an idiot or whatever. If he did, I, I don't know. I, I, don't I don't think there's coaches I in NASCAR, by the way. NASCAR I can tell you, not put, puts out a statement that says, "Well, yeah, yeah, 
Turned out not to be true. But we're against racism anyway. Yeah. Well, thank you, NASCAR. Because until, you know, until this whole thing happened, I was pretty sure that I knew two things about NASCAR. They go around in big ovals. Yeah. And they like racism. But you've clarified that. They do go around in big ovals. But they hate racism. Mm -hmm. I was up in the eye. I didn't know. But thank you for clarifying that. (laughs) As opposed to all those other motor car organizations that love racism, you're taking the lonely stand against racism because you think racism is bad. Very brave. you. Very brave. Very courageous. Very courageous. Like Nikki Haley, uh, who was the OG, the OG of kowtowing to the mob. Had we not, where where would we be today if Nikki Haley had not responded with uh, taking down the Confederate flag, which then led Walmart to do it, and then we had Dukes of Hazard taken taken off the air? Where this is what's going on right now with these statues and the well, destruction well, of our history actually started and was enabled and encouraged so much by Nikki Haley. So let's talk about what's going on here and Trump's executive order today. Well, first of all, I just got to say something. Every time you say the word Nikki Haley, I see an exclamation point at the end. She <laughs> is Jeb. She yeah. is girl Jeb. Uh-huh. She, 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 yeah. she's, she's everything more... that's terrible yeah. about the Republican Party. Yeah. Dumb, intellectually lazy, weak, uh, weak. Uh, always willing to believe the worst about her own side, always willing to suck up the establishment. And willing she to suck up to the left. Going, you know, it was a good idea. Iraq. <laughs> so let's talk about uh, one of the reasons why I contacted you and asked you to come on tonight is because you had a thread on Twitter that I thought was really powerful. Let's be serious a moment. You were like you were you the conservatives seem to be split with what's going on right now. We've got conservatives in complete denial that this is not a real movement. It's to be ignored. Doesn't mean anything, even though they're actually getting legislation done. Okay, which to me means that they're a legitimate movement that needs to be taken seriously, and they're doing they're doing permanent damage to businesses, to property, to to history, etc. We've got conservatives like our our mutual friend John Cardillo, who is just like he's warm, man, he's hot. Where is Trump? Where's the Republican Party? They aren't doing enough. He's like with Tucker, who was like shame on Trump for saying I'm sitting back watching this catastrophe. You need to be doing something. And then I saw you, and I'm like, here's Kurt Schlichter, who's like the voice of reason here, saying. Stop being so emotional. Don't overreact to this. This is what the left wants you to believe, that, you know, America is completely done and we're burnt toast. Well, look, uh, first of all, to the the woke conservatives who understand the end game, who understand the objective of our enemies in the left. And uh, John and Tucker are both. In fact, I've got like eight tweet uh, uh, texts from John back and forth. So guys, very <laughs> good friend. We agree on the objective. What we don't agree on is the tactic. Right. And that's good because right. we aren't uh, a bunch of goose stepping morons like the left. We're not going to cancel each other because we don't agree. Here's my assessment. I'm a military guy. I'm a colonel, or a retired colonel, war college graduate. Up in Ker- I, I, you know, one of my units was in Kearney Mesa. I, you know, like I, I'm an army guy. Yeah. And I look at uh, when, when I see everything going to hell, I get really calm and I start thinking ruthlessly. Let's examine the scenario. 
we see, if you look at your uh, television, all you see is chaos, a bunch of dirty, uh, scummy, uh, uh, trustafarian uh, goofs in black trying to pull down statues. And you think America's chaos. Then you look out your own window. And unless you are overlooking La- uh, Lafayette Park or some areas of New York City or Scumbagistan in Seattle, everything looks calm and fine. The simple fact is the, uh, uh, these rioters, they hold almost no ground. They own maybe a, 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 a square mile out of the whole of the United States. It is a rounding error of a rounding error of a rounding error. They consist of maybe two or 3,000 people out of 330 million. Heck, only maybe 2 million have actually been even part of a protest, which is different from the rioters. Uh, it is a non-issue kinetically. That is, they can't do anything by force. This is an information operation. They are trying to compel us by changing our mental impression of what's going on so that we take action that defeats ourselves, so we are afraid, so we are demoralized, so we leave the president, so we say the president's doing nothing, to which I ask, what would you have him do? And here's the thought experiment I like to use. Um, If if you are uh, one who wants to send in force to resolve this stuff, which I am not against, it's a perfectly legit tactic. I was part of it during the L.A. riots. I was on the street with the Army. It's a different situation now. They, like all insurgents, want to promote a counter, uh, a, a overreaction by the uh, in, uh, counterinsurgent force. That is, they want to force Trump's hand to seize the initiative and make him look bad, make him look brutal. Here's the thing. You can't name any of the dozen people murdered in, uh, in Chicago this weekend. But Mackay James, you, little three-year-old Mackay James. Yes, I can, because no, nobody was mentioning his name yesterday. I, I, I appreciate that. But my point is, I bet you can tell me all about four people killed by the National Guard a half a century ago on a college campus in Ohio. Yes. That's the point. Yeah. They want to have that happen. They want the confrontation. They want, and they want us panicking and being angry and turning on Trump. Trump's power, it, it includes the military and, the, and federal law enforcement, which he used yesterday to uh, rescue the Andrew Jackson statue and this morning to clear out Lafayette Square. In fact, so he has done something. Yeah. Uh, he has also allowed the uh, liberal Democrat mayors to look terrible. Yeah, like the Seattle mayor. She was talking about, oh, don't you come here, Trump. Don't you do. We got the summer love going on here. Now they got one dead and two others shot. And she's like, oh, okay, we're done here. Exactly. Now she's got the grunge on her hands, so to speak. She's got to take the heat for cleaning it out. The last thing is federal law enforcement. Right now, uh, the federal government, uh, kind of behind the scenes, is using federal statutes, which include crossing state lines to riot against these guys, taking away one of the most valuable top covers that they had. Remember, the Democrat mayors would not, and governors would not let the cops go in. They held the cops back. That's the only reason the statute fell. Those riots were nothing, uh, no bigger than the, your, your average sports team victory riot. Right. <laughs> they could have easily been handled by uh, local law enforcement. But if you hold back law enforcement and have Soros bought mayors, or I'm sorry, DAs, refusing to charge these criminals for being criminals. They get a slap on the wrist and they get released. Well, the federal government's not doing that. You cross a state line to commit, uh, cause a riot. You use uh, 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 interstate uh, means of communications, like a cell phone, mm-hmm. to 
cause a riot, you're looking at five to 10 years in federal prison and you're not walking out. Yeah. And while like the, the communist cadres who run this, uh, who organize these things and the criminals who join it, because a lot of these guys are just meth heads. Yeah. You know, they'd be violent. They can yeah. be Shriners. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Shriners. Rioting and they would do it. A lot of it's uh, uh, spoiled rich kids. Yeah. And when a spoiled rich kid realizes I'm not getting a, uh, a, a ticket that's going to be dismissed. I'm looking at five years in prison instead of going back to Princeton. Yeah. It, things change. And, and that seems to be happening. We seem to see more, some of it. I'd like to see more of it. I'd like to see it very aggressively used. I think the uh, uh, executive order today was a good thing. So the message here is don't panic. They want you to. Mm -hmm. We're being provoked. We're frustrated. Yeah, they're provocateurs. Yeah. When you think emotionally, you start making mistakes. And that, and that's what the left is. We're winning. Well, um, I, you know, but I also get on the, at the same token, I get, uh, what was his name? Chip, uh, Republican Chip, who wrote, wrote an article in The Federalist today. He was, he just feels like, and, and he's on the Cardillo angle that the Republican Party, Card, Cardillo's all against McCarthy today because he's like, the Republican, I agree with them so on this. A lot of them are weak. That's, They're all that's weak. A different campaign in the same war. Right. A lot of the Republicans are weak about standing up against. Uh, cancellation culture, yes. about regulating big tech, uh, about uh, uh, just getting up there and going, no, America's not systemically racist, and uh, kneeling is stupid. And, and white privilege doesn't do exist. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but look, a, a certain percentage of any group of people is going to be cowardly. The, the thim simple fact is there's about 200, uh, a little less than 250 Republicans out there uh, uh, on Capitol Hill, and we know of about Ten of them. We don't know what the rest of them are doing because you know, I don't. I don't know what the you know a four, guy in the fourth district of Tennessee is doing. Maybe he's really a stand up guy. I do know what Mitt Romney's doing. He's being Mitt Romney, yeah. a collaborating weasel without a spine. Well, let's uh, talk. T tell us briefly about your book. It comes out uh, in July. Uh, twenty one biggest lies about Donald Trump and you. How did you narrow it down to twenty one? Because there's a whole lot, of, whole lot of lies. Well, actually, I actually I threw in a bonus lie back in <laughs> April as the thing was going to press. I'm like, I got to write about this uh, uh, pangolin pandemic panic. So I you so you get a bonus lie in the twenty one biggest lies about Donald Trump and you. Um, it, it, it was hard, but it, it was a fun book to write. And if you re read my town hall columns. Uh, you know that uh, I, I tend to uh, uh, blend things like, you know, my, my trial lawyer background and my war college stuff with a little bit of me, be, ha, me, me having been a stand-up comic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in fact, I, I, again, you know, I went to UC San Diego, as you know. I, start, uh, I, I started writing comedy on the Koala there, which is the uh, uh, humor hu uh, newspaper. Um, so it's, uh, look, it's a fun book. It's a mean book. Look, if you like liberals... Don't buy this book. If you are a liberal, you should buy this book because it's the kind of shock therapy you need. <laughs> it's like a little bit of uh, uh, you know paper testosterone. It'll help you man up. <laughs> yeah, you know we need we need we definitely need more testosterone, less estrogen in our men, uh, for and that especially in the Republican Party. Okay, so everybody uh, in the Republican Party needs to read this book. All right, when's it coming out? It is coming out two weeks from today, July 7th, but you need to go Amazon now. You need to buy it because, look, here's the thing. I want to get on the New York Times bestseller list. My last one, Militant Normals, came close. Got on the USA Today list. 
I want the New York Times to get stuck putting the 21 biggest lies of Donald Trump and you on its list because that will break and humiliate them. Can you see them in the newsroom, Andrea? Literally shaking as they must acknowledge the power of the people who support freedom, justice in the United States of America by buying the 21 Biggest Lies about Donald Trump. Well, I'm going to buy it. I'm not going to sit here and expect you to send me a free copy. I'm actually going to go buy it, and I'm going to buy a few what? copies and send what? it. Yes, and I'm going to talk. Okay. I'm actually going to send it uh, to people. This will actually be, it's the perfect summer read right now. You know, if you uh, It is perfect. Uh, you know, look, uh, uh, frustrated, woke housewives have their Fifty Shades of Grey, and cool American patriots who like guns and freedom them and God, uh, like the 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and you. Well, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Kurt Schlichter, got to leave it there. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. All right. Now, let, let me tell you, if you're not, I know if you don't like Twitter like I don't like Twitter, that it, at least just for Kurt Schlichter alone, you need to go to Twitter because he is the best Twitter feed out there. Him and Jesse Kelly, who I love so much. We're going to take a little break. I'm well past, but I, I wanted to keep Kurt over because I just dig him so much. Um, but you're going to want to stay tuned because we got the one and only Reagan babe, Megan Barth, who's going to be with us next. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Glad to have you guys here with me. Glad to have my next guest. It's been a while since I've had her on. She's been traveling. She's always super in demand with other shows. Um, she's so amazing that I just asked to have her hold her over to do two segments with me tonight because we got so much to talk about. And of course, I, I, I'm referring to my gal, Megan Barth, Reagan Babe. Welcome back to the show, Miss Megan. Hello, hello. Good to be back with you, Andrea. Okay, before we talk about um, the Kentucky primary, what's going on there, um, the situation with mail-in balloting that's going on. Trump even mentioned it in his speech today when he was in Arizona with the students for Trump. Um, Because you know more about voter fraud than I think anybody that I know in media. I want to get you to weigh in a little bit about um, the coronavirus, because Fauci was before Congress today. And that's really um, the means in which they are using to push for mail-in balloting. Um, To me, the, the headline, when the headline, let me say it this way, when the headline is from the CDC... Uh, is there to speak about the pandemic, coronavirus. And the big headline coming out of it is that no, Trump wasn't lying when he, uh, Trump, it wasn't true when Trump said, I've asked everybody to slow down testing. And and Fauci and everybody else was forced to admit that no, that, that not only has Trump never asked anybody at the CDC to slow down testing, they're actually increasing the testing. When that's the big story coming out of it, I think we can reach the conclusion that the left is doing everything that they can uh, by shifting it from death count to case count to try to continue right. to foment fear uh, in order to try to keep us shut down to continue to hurt people economically and keep them home for their mail-in balloting. Yeah, it's all kind of a grand design. I mean, I don't really believe in coincidences. I believe in patterns. And when you look at the meddling in the election, not done by Russians, but actually done by the DNC in the 2016 election, you know that there is no balance to the methods, to their madness of which they will take. Using the coronavirus and using the crisis falls in line with Rahm Emanuel, never let a crisis go to waste. Uh, what's interesting about this uh, coronavirus is that you don't catch it if you go out and riot. Uh, you can go out and riot, you can go out and protest, you can burn down, uh, burn down churches, 
Uh, you can burn down cities for crying out loud. Uh, you can't supposedly wait in line at a polling booth in Minnesota, but you can certainly go riot and burn down all of the minority-owned businesses and not get COVID. Uh, and so the Democrats kind of caught themselves in a catch-22, didn't they? So now uh, what they are doing is saying, oh, it's the cases, it's the cases. Well, guess what, folks? The more tests you give, the likelihood of more what positive test results you'll get. Uh, the more testing equals more results. But what we aren't seeing, Andrea, is an increase in the death rate, the lethality rate of the virus. You still basically have a 99% chance of surviving the virus, unless, of course, you are 70 years or older or living in a nursing home in New York. Uh, and so, yes, we are going to see increased cases, but they are going to use this because they have to drag it out. Uh, they aren't dragging out Joe Biden to campaign, so they're going to drag out the coronavirus. Uh, Joe Biden is over 77 years old. Joe Biden is in declining health, and he probably should quarantine himself. Um, however, the Democrats really don't have a platform except the new platform that they have outside of raising taxes. Have you heard lately about abortion or Me Too or climate change? No. No, no you ain't hearing a word about that. that. Yeah, just disappears like that. Uh, now it's the coronavirus and racism. And I don't know if you caught the latest from Oregon. That's hellhole on the West Coast. Excuse me, Portland, not Oregon. But Portland, uh, the city council is going to force uh, white people to wear masks. But people of color can choose whether or not they want to wear masks because they don't want to racially profile. Yeah. Uh, if, if, if anybody had any um, delusions that this was about anything but power clearly finding out that you're going to be required to wear a mask if you're white but you're not required to wear a mask if you're black that should settle it for you if you actually thought that this had anything to do with a health issue anything to do with a virus and that masks were about keeping granny from being killed or I guess it's okay if granny gets killed if they get killed by a black person I guess that's the message we're supposed to take away there. Uh, of course, well, it, we're supposed to also take away that Cuomo is a great leader by sending sick grandmothers to nursing homes and killing all of the grandmothers. Let, a majority of deaths out of New York was due to the policy that Cuomo forced upon the nursing homes, which was to send elderly COVID patients back to the nursing homes. Look, the, what black what this Black Lives Matter movement and what the coronavirus shutdown movement have in common is it's about power. It's about the it's about suppressing and oppressing certain groups of people so that they can usher in their Marxist um, ideology. And AOC uh, deleted a tweet. But here's what she said. It's vital that governors maintain restrictions on businesses until after the November elections, because economic recovery will help Trump be reelected. A few business closures or job losses is a small price to pay to be free from his presidency. Hashtag keep us closed. There it is, people. This is why you're still shut down. And this is why they're demanding that you wear a mask if you're white. And this is what the six foot distancing is about and all the other. And this is why it's okay for a child abusing drunk driver to have a funeral today and be praised and turned into a hero. But you're not not allowed to go into a church because it's about power. Right, and, and uh, the ends justify the means in the old communist manifesto or Marxist manifesto, whatever you'd like to call it. And the ends are to have the American people suffer in order to justify the means of the Democrats' power. So they really don't care if tens of millions of Americans are suffering. They aren't about the party of the people. They are about the party of power. 
And when you have two leaders, founders of the Black Lives Matter movement, one Patrice Cullors, I believe her name is, and we've known this for many, many years, but for many, many years they haven't been around, have they? Black Lives Matter seems to come around during election years. 2016 they were here, then they went all of a sudden radio silent, and all of a sudden Black Lives Matter is back. Well, thankfully, uh, there is Patrice Cullors uh, claiming that they are trained Marxists. Mm-hmm. They are trained Marxists, quote, unquote. That is not conjecture. That's exactly who the Black Lives Matter movement was founded by, and that's exactly what the Black Lives, Ma- Lives Matter is about, is control through Marxism. Yeah, and in fact, and, yeah. um, and then on top of that, uh, thanks to Potato Skins, he found this article for me that co-founder Yezra Kogalia, I don't know how to say that, was trying to, conv- uh, that she she tweeted out in February, there was a tweet she tweeted out about uh, killing, uh, um, cuss, kill these men and white folks out here today. Um, so, um, and, and this is who, this is the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, there's articles out there that you can Google to find to see all the different woke, uh, sponsors of Black Lives Matter movement like Dove and all these, all these companies, the same, some of them are the same companies threatening to pull sponsorship from Tucker Carlson are supporting Black Lives Matter, which is a Marxist organization that's calling for the murder of white people. That is a communist movement. Well, and also cops. I mean, let's not forget the uh, Dallas march from Black Lives Matter, which resulted in the shooting of 12 cops and five uh, uh, murdered police officers uh, by a Black Lives Matter supporter connected to the movement, by the way. It wasn't some random PTSD Marine. Uh, that's been debunked. Uh, but he just two snipers uh, perched on a Dallas parking garage and mowed down 12 cops, killing five. And in response to that, Colin Kaepernick, wore um, pigs and in in cop uniforms on his socks. And then we also had the Black Lives Matter movement marching down the streets, chanting pigs in uh, blankets, fry them like bacon. Mm -hmm. So this is an anti-cop, anti-white Marxist movement, which seeks to destroy our history, which we are witnessing now. Do you think it's any coincidence that riots just happened to show up in the Black Lives Matter movement? They've only been here twice, 2016 and 2020, and each time they rear their ugly heads, violence, chaos, death, and destruction, and arson follows. Mm-hmm. Again, it's not a coincidence. It's a pattern. Absolutely. We're going to take a break. We come back. we got more with Megan Barth. we got to shift gears and talk about the primary that took place in Kentucky today and why President Trump spent as much time as he did in his rally today with students for Trump talking about mail-in ballots and his concern about this being the most corrupt election in American history. His words. Stay tuned. We're Andrea K. Show coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. My friend Megan Barth, Reagan Babe, stayed over. You guys need to uh, you need to subscribe to her newsletter that goes out. Go to ReaganBabe.com, subscribe to her newsletter. Uh, Megan, we found out during the break that Mark Cuban has, when asked if Joe Biden would be a, a great president, he said yes. 
Um, and, and people are now saying Mark Cuban has destroyed any credibility. Did he ever have any credibility when it came to when it came to politics? I'm not sure who, that he did. But particularly now, I, I told DJ Potato Skins, you can literally see Biden's brain decaying, OK, in every interview. But it's really not about Biden. He's just the seat filler, isn't he? For the Democrats. Yeah, he's just a talking head and he's not really talking. He's more like a figurehead. He's kind of like a vessel, uh, you know, kind of like uh, the body snatchers, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so who's going to snatch Joe Biden's body is the progressive left wing, um, the Elizabeth Warrens, the AOCs. She's already been basically promised like a seat on his economic committee. Okay. Um, so, so, you know, he's just, again, the, the Democrat Party, this is not your grandfather's Democrat Party. Um, however, I had a problem with the Kennedys. Uh, Me nonetheless, too. Right. Nonetheless, uh, we certainly don't have a Bill Clinton that wants to reach across the aisles. I mean, he wouldn't do a deal. He did a deal with Newt Gingrich, and that's how we got welfare reform. They don't want to do deals anymore. Uh, there is no such thing as a deal with the Democrats. They literally want absolute power, and they believe that civil unrest will give them the dependency they need, uh, as well as the chaos they need and require to steal the election. As well as to terrorize the populace, because it's no longer about um, validating their opinion. It's not even about conformity of opinion. It's about performing. It is now. Your silence is violence, and you better pick up our banner and run with it. You better you better do, perform acts that we are demanding of you. So it, right. it's really scary. So tell us quickly what happened in Kentucky, whether or not this primary was important, and uh, where we're at with the mail-in balloting situation. Well, what we're seeing in elections across the country is in primaries. New York is one tonight, uh, Kentucky, uh, and other spots are these left-of-center AOC types of candidates called the Justice Democrats. I don't know if they're exactly running under that banner, but they are similar to AOC, basically challenging the establishment Democrats that have been in power for, you know, 30 years, 20 years. And so what you see are these candidates surging on social justice issues, but not the social justice issues of the past, the Me Too, the abortion, the climate change. It's all now down to the BLM influence that these are that this influence is having on the Karens in the suburbs, yeah. you know, the Karens that live behind the gates, you know, <laughs> uh, the guilty, yeah, the guilty white suburban moms. And so you know, let's not forget that the guilty Karens uh, gave Nancy Pelosi the gavel and Adam Schiff and Jerry Nadler power in 2018. And this is what they're counting on again in the general and in these primaries that they hope to draw away some of the suburban women because guess what? They are actually losing the block vote in spite of all. We've only got a minute left. Shoot. We, I'm oh, run, I should have yeah. brought this up earlier. Wrap us up. All right. So, so they are, they are, their backs are against the wall. They're running radical left candidates. And this is great news for Trump. I think it is, too. And I think that uh, when they supported these riots, they lost their shutdown, their lockdowns, and they lost their mail-in balloting. And that ain't going to happen when it comes to the national election. It's not going to happen at all. But that doesn't mean that the left is not going to do everything that they can to steal this election away from Trump. And the Republican Party needs to get better at purging voter rolls, pushing back against ballot harvesting where they can, or actually getting on board with ballot harvesting themselves and need to be fighting back. We also need to make sure that we are out there getting out the vote. We need at least two votes uh, uh, to counter 
uh, what the left is. I'm not sure if I'm explaining that correctly. And we also need voter ID. We're not going to get that in time. That was one, one of the things that should have happened when Trump first took office. We wasted three years with that. Megan Barr, thank you for being here. Everybody subscribe to her newsletter. We're going to be back here tomorrow on Hump Day, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Love you all.